Things you'll hear this episode. Bugs, dogs, foghorns, and people hitting the table. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, uh, and given that last week I was pretty light on my usual additions, I may have gone slightly overboard this week. So, yeah. Anyway, here's Mike with our new theme song. I'll start us off as always. <laughs> nice. Hello and welcome once again to the M4 Project. As always, I'm Matthew Jelenic. I'm Mark Sullivan. And I'm Morgan Davidson. And this week I'm asking you boys if you ever... <laughs> ...committed the crime of a prank call. And was it decent? Would you like to share? I don't recall any... I'm also not the sort of person that would, I guess. That's not... I wouldn't want to inconvenience people. <laughs> and plus, I never really... I don't like speaking on the phone at the best of times. So it'd be like, ring, ring. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be me. <laughs> that's, your break, that's just heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Which would make things lower. Mikey, what about uh, you? So mine didn't end with so much everything being funny, but me feeling really bad. So what happened was, no, but this is because I did it to my father. So oh. I went on a trip over to Thailand, right? Uh, and my uncle, who uh, love him to death, solid bastard, um, is like, you should call your dad and say that you got caught with drugs. For those playing at home, this is something you shouldn't do. Oh, so guess what I did? <laughs> I said, Dad. Oh man. So I got in a bit of trouble. <laughs> they found drugs on me. And I'm at the police station. Uh, at this point, Dad just... I, it didn't unbeknownst to me up to this point. Uh, Dad's been on heart medication. Oh. oh, no. Yeah, and he said, I'll have to call you back. Because apparently he had to like hang up and then go and sit in another room. And Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, he was... Yeah, he, that didn't end well. That's brilliant, Slash. That's terrible. That's... Yeah, I know. I feel like shit. That's a bad person. <laughs> Uh, well, mine seems pretty tame in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and one of the mates uh, at work, we, as uh, Matthew already knows, and mine probably knows by now, we work for a bit of a worked. I work at a bit of a conservative sort of a place, and we rang up, and one of the lovely lasses that's a bit conservative answered the phone. And then we asked, could we speak to one of the members of staff there named Mark Shepherd? Um, and she said, yes, no worries. Could I ask you speaking? I said, yeah, just tell him it's a Mr. Peter file on the phone for him and then the page comes across boop 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 Mark Shepard there's a pedophile on line 3 for you <laughs> oh lost it absolutely lost it you can hear us cackling from out back it was, it was hilarious it was so good anyway <laughs> victimless crime yeah. <laughs> also I think he didn't get it did he no 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 no, no. He, because we hung up after that and then he said to us later on he's like the weirdest thing some guy rang me and then just hung up on us and we like it's like did you even realise what the name was he's like nah <laughs> Told him and he was like, he still like, looked at us for a couple of seconds. He went, oh, you bastards. <laughs> this week's film is Borgman. Borgman. From 2013. Mike Pick. Mike Pick. It is Mike Pick. Psychological uh, thriller. Yeah. Dutch psychological <laughs> thriller. <laughs> okay. So basically, it's a, uh, a tramp or a vagrant um, is essentially flushed out of his foxhole during a uh, old timey fox and hound group hunt uh, by some. Church people? Yeah. Um, priest. With there, was, there was one priest. There was one priest in there. Um, flushed out of, his, out of his little hole, little hidey hole. Uh, it's like a house on the ground. Uh, and it's chased away. Uh, and he essentially stumbles upon an affluent area of whichever city they're in. I don't really know. I don't think it's ever said. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Um, it's just generic affluent people. 
and he essentially tries to weasel his way in uh, by saying that he knows the wife and then making her feel bad because he gets assaulted by the husband by him being a douche and then uh yeah, just kind of slowly worms his way into the family by manipulation. Mostly. Yeah, it's mostly yeah. manipulation, and then I, things start to get weird. weird yeah. yeah, but both psychological manipulation and su- supernatural manipulation. manipulation eventually. Yeah, and essentially just turns the family on the father is is the overall way this goes down. I'll add a little bit to that in yeah, the please. sense that um, yep, homeless person or a vagrant, blah blah blah. He turns out to be horribly vindictive. Yes, but he's still playful and charming at the same time. He has remarkable persuasion techniques bordering mm. on Jedi-like mind control and yeah. the ability to influence and manipulate dreams. Yes. So in that case, more like a Sith Lord. You know, he and his group of friends, which turn up later in the movie, basically turn, as you've said, the, life, the family's life upside down. Now, the father being a douche, I don't oh, really agree sorry. with... No, no, no. I don't mean... I, oh. mean, I meant him coming and saying, I know your wife. And him being was a douche. Him, yes, sorry, yes, sorry yes. The, the tramp was being a douche, douche. and which the husband but smashed him in the face... But and then I'd saying, say if you start smashing a random in the face... He asked him to leave multiple times and he yeah, basically refused. True. And okay. then started talking, essentially talking smack about, about yeah. the wife, which right. stepped over the line, I think. Okay. Back to just the little beginning part there, obviously we'll touch on it a bit later, but yes, an armed priest and two other men drive a hobo and his companions from our underground hideouts. These guys were armed with shotguns and a big metal spike. They yes. clearly had encountered these vagrants before in some sort of capacity. capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the priest's involvement just made it odd at the beginning of this film, but it sets a nice, dark, humorous tone from the very beginning. Yeah, I, I do uh, like just to sort of jump into a bit of a tone quickly there. There's that opening scene, there's a guy sharpening a spike, a guy getting his hunting dog, and then there's a priest doing his, his morning prayers... Uh, with the little apprentice, and then he grabs, gets a chucked a shotgun, and they stomp into the forest. And yeah, like, what the fuck like is he's happening? Going on? Yeah, but um, I will admit that that didn't make any sense to me whatsoever for a good portion of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like just totally random Why, to start yeah, off with. It just yeah. seemed completely out of nowhere. Okay. It almost felt like it was just a disjointed way to get the movie started. Yeah, and, and I like the fact it's sort of foreshadowing. It, it's foreshadowing. It sets a sort of tone. It's like, all right, first off, yes, we're introducing these characters being chased out. All right, maybe they're vagrants, whatever. It is strange that they're all living in these little underground hidey hole things. Who who are they? What's going on? And then you quickly sort of forget about that. And but as things start to progress, it like sort of comes back and you go, oh, oh. oh. Anyway, uh, characters, actors, and their performances. Sorry. Or we got a no. More plot I think we should just do it because it's there's not much plot to come after you kind of go into the into the these characters. So. True. I've just got a little bit here. Blah, blah, blah. He comes and he meets his family. He gets beaten up by Richard. Maria, the wife, uh, driven by a little bit of guilt and, I'd say, curiosity, yeah. um, decides to help him out, which is a huge mistake that turns out to be. Um, she offers to let him live in the garden shed without Richard, her husband, knowing about it because, obviously, he'd lose his crap. Yeah. He'd already beaten him up once. Mm-hmm. During Richard's absence, um, he actually, I think we forgot to mention this, he, the main guy, Borgman, at this moment, at the beginning or did you say he, he identifies as Anton? Mm. Um, uh, he, I think he identifies as Anton when he comes back later in the movie. No, no, he, he, Camille. Camille he identifies oh, later. Yeah, yeah, so he, at this point, he identifies as Anton. Yeah. Um, he befriends Maria and all three of their children. He has the ability to control Maria's dreams, so she starts to despise her husband while starting to like Anton. Anton leaves the family, and he meets up with his mysterious team, uh, Ludwig, Pascal, Brenda, and I'm... Ilokna? Ilokna? 
I don't know, um, who start a very sinister plot against the family. They poison the gardener, they strangle the gardener's wife, they return to the family, he's now well-dressed, he's shaven, Anti now identifies himself as Camille Borgman and he becomes the new gardener. And that's where the shit starts to really get going. Because all this is wrapped up, all that that I've just said is wrapped up in a... Yeah, very small it, it is, it's like the first act yeah, yeah. The first act. it starts to get really stacked like it, it starts off really slow sort of just being a bit manipulative from the garden she's like oh, oh you need to nurse me you need to nurse me I've been beaten up you have yeah. to beat me near to death and then it's like alright cool we're in your family now my friends oh it's like strange dogs are walking around your property who I address as people that you don't see uh, and now we're just killing off the people in our way yeah it, like it, it, without at first, being very sneaky and manipulative, like, oh no, I, th- I think the gardener's been poisoned. They've been poisoned. Okay, you've also been strangled. <laughs> and then at one point, they just shoot a doctor in the face. face. Yeah. 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 So things sort of escalate quite quickly. I also do like when they get rid of the other guy going for the gardener's job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the daughter takes care of the final part of that yep. uh, with a big fucking rock. Mm-hmm. Sorry, on to characters. Actors. Characters. Actors and, and their performances. Mike, starting yeah. us off. I mean, Borgman has no, as a character, not he has no redeeming qualities. He is just evil to the core. Mm. Uh, I think it's portrayed pretty well um, by the actor in this. Nothing he does is like good-willed or good anything. Like mm. he, everything is it's all about him. It's, it's all purely for manipulation. It's all yeah. purely about him and his end goals. Essentially, uh, played really well. I thought. It's all in Dutch, so it's. I guess it's kind of hard to like, gauge it's, how it comes across. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. Like, it's a very eccentric sort of character. Yeah. And to start off with, I, I was hoping like I hope I'm not supposed to be feeling sorry for this guy. Which you, you feel later it's like no, I'm not supposed to feel sorry. Yeah. But it sort of sets a tone like you when he's pleading for help. You're like, oh, I'm supposed to be feeling sorry for this guy, and then you like won't leave, and you're like. Dude, just punch him. Like, just yeah. beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> this guy is fucking annoying. Yeah, like, it, when, when he first gets chased out, you're like, okay, it's strange that someone's being chased out of this little area. Like, he's just some poor little vagrant. He asks for help at a few houses. And then when he gets to this one and sees the wife and sees that he has a place that he can stay outside of the house, like, cool. Having said that, even when he was chased out of his hole, he didn't seem particularly put out. No, no, he didn't act that he way. He was at all. prepped. Like he was, like he was already ready to go. It's like he's done this a million times. Yeah. He didn't actually care that much. Mm. Um, so I didn't feel sorry for him even the slightest bit. From he the puts get-go. puts off a bit of a like to start off with. Like I was like, oh, is this guy mentally deficient? Mm. Like he just like he was that laissez-faire about frigging everything. Laissez-faire, an economic system where transactions between private parties is free from regulation, tariffs, subsidies, and other government intervention. The French phrase, translating to let do, is synonymous with carefree and uninterfering. For example, Matt has a laissez-faire attitude to personal hygiene. Oh, fuck you, I shower. Wiping the mountain dew off your upper lip does not count as a shower. You smell like a moldy bomb shelter that was repurposed to store piles of Doritos and barrels of our sweat. Hey, I... You smell how Scrooge McDuck would smell if he swapped all the money in his vault with vinegar and partially decomposed Yeti dicks. Okay, ow. Like, he just, like, he was that laissez-faire about friggin' everything. You're like, this guy is, like, not the full fucking quit. Um, or the other thing I thought was him and his team, I was like, are they some sort of horrible medical experiment that being put through some sort of a Mangala-type friggin' experiment and this is the result? Not to be, but, <laughs> but the, the what's his name? Jan 
Bivolit, I'm going to go with yeah. that. Brilliantly acted. Like, for what you end up going, ah, that's the character. You go, clicks now. And yeah. it was played brilliantly, and you were not supposed to like this dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what I did like was he could put on an injured and, and needy character... Which worked within the context of the scene, but at the same time, you were aware it's like this guy is being hugely manipulative, manipulative. and playing that layered, nuanced role takes some acting cojones and mm. ability, so he's done well. Moving on, you've got Maria Mar- Marina. Marina. Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt that, attempt that name again. Wada, <laughs> what is it? Wadawish Minus? The actress who played Marina. <laughs> Is called Hardwick Minis. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I love that four chord. Yeah, beautiful Dutch name there. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I found most of the characters like I'll say the good characters in the sense of the family. Yeah, they were really bland. Like they were just. Yeah. Oh, the kids were just there. The kids were just there. The kids had a purpose. But yeah. They were... that, that that said, the kids didn't have a lot to, to do. A lot of time of. Yeah, to develop. It was just, yeah. hey, we're here. Hey, people are talking to us. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, but but even like the like Richard and and um, Marina, they were they were just. They were. She couldn't tell she was being played like a fiddle, mm-hmm. and her character I was like, man, you're so dumb. Well, yeah, she was being yeah. well. Also, maybe why she was targeted, not necessarily the prize. Also, maybe partially through. An original capacity, and also uh, because she's being manipulated, perhaps supernaturally, by uh, Borgman, just immediately unfaithful. Yes, yes. And Richard is also a douche. I, I thought he was a bit of a douche because leading with swings, but also just the way that he sort of treats oh, He has after, a few redeeming moments with the kids. He's like, oh yeah, compassion, well, talk, talk. But he was also quick to anger. And, yeah, and, and the first thing after he hit him and they walked back in, and the first thing he said is, do you know that guy? Don't yeah. lie to me. Like, yeah, that's I thought what, we like, said. Yeah, I thought we said we'd be honest with each other. It's like, but based on one dude saying random shit to him in the door, he turns around and then immediately distrusts yeah. his wife based on Accuses a wife, his wife... Someone who you would assume known for a long time. Have you ever been a nurse? Because yeah. Borgman's yeah. like, oh, she, she nursed me for three yeah. months. But is this Borgman doing early mind control manipulation Maybe. at this point? Poss- it, but, wasn't, it wasn't really displayed that that yeah. was the case. But, it just seemed like he was just a I, I, I think it, it was not necessarily uh, mental manipulation, but it just traditional manipulation. manipulation saw yeah. a weakness yeah. and was driving his little knife in, into, into that part of the psychology. Uh, it did actually open a question to me that I thought there was going to be this subplot of maybe they were in a, like a green card marriage or something and they didn't, didn't really know each, each other, other. But it's never addressed again. It's just no. that, that, that one, one fleeting little... moment of his distrust is just the moment of this is what Richard is. He's distrusting and yeah. quick to anger. Moving on from Richard, I suppose. What else we got? Uh, Ludwig, uh, played by Alex von Harmadam. That one was close enough. He was the guy who was the charmer of the babysitter in the little garden shed. Yeah. Mm. He was my probably my favourite of the sidekicks. He yeah. had, the, I suppose, the most screen time, and just he was just very sly and conniving yeah. with yeah. his little remarks, and just the way he sort of carried himself. Yeah. He was just sort of happy-go-lucky in that sort of like whilst being manipulative. Mm. Nothing like, like Borgman, you instantly just disliked. Yeah, he played where, vile sort of creature. Where this just, guy was more like happy-go-lucky and just like he he was a more of a teddy bear manipulator. Yeah. He yeah. was all love and sugar and candy, whereas Borgman. Would, Keep you at a distance, or pull you. Oh, just keep yo-yoing. I just love where he took, like he got this like uh, the the very attractive Stein, the babysitter. Yeah, she was gorgeous yeah. in the palm of his hand, and she was like, "Oh, that so- was Pascal, not 
Ludwig. Isn't Ludwig Sorry. the grey-haired silver fox one? I'm pretty sure it is. Researching. He was the silver fox. Sorry. Pascal <laughs> gets yeah. the credit there. No, Pascal was the charmer. Yeah. Blah, 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 what I just said that's before. Why, that's why I was saying he was a big warm yeah. teddy bear, because yeah. the, the silver fox Sorry. dude was Pascal like... was the charmer. Yeah. And he was very smooth and he's sweet in his way. And like so much so that he got this young, very attractive babysitter who would have been all of 18, 19, yep. basically slept with her and then comes back and we're like, oh, are we doing it again? Start seeing the clothes. He's like, no, no, yeah, I'm he's going like, to sleep. No, like I'm to the tired. point where it's a, it feels supernaturally sure. done because she yeah. just brought her new uh, military, like a soldier boyfriend home yeah. to, to meet the people yeah. in the family there. And then she immediately goes out to the... Tool yeah, yeah, she's like, let's shit. let's let's have sex, and he's yeah, like, yeah. hugely immediately infatuated. Yeah. yeah, I'm tired. Sorry, just go away. It's all cool. I'm like, dude, she's standing there. Dude, do that. Yeah, st- standing there in the room, looking at him, like basically ready to unbutton at his command. He's sort of like turns the light off, off and rolls over, rolls over. He's <laughs> like, get, go away, go away. He was cool. Uh, Stein, as we just mentioned, she was a lovely, gorgeous character. Didn't have much time in the movie in the sense, but she played a very key. Mm person i suppose in being able to have access to the children but mm. let them get away with more stuff by having her in there i suppose mm-hmm. um the kids again not much real time in there um the one that you get the most on probably is a, it was it isadol which was the isadol isadol which was the youngest youngest isadol. child she was a good little character and she well i she's quickly the the she was the first to be sort of manipulated by probably because she's the youngest because she's the youngest and Maybe she just had a darkness with it. I don't know. But at one point, uh, and this isn't a spoiler at all, we, we mentioned that they uh, got rid of the gardener. And obviously, to replace a gardener, you need to do interviews. Uh, they fill the interviews with people that the family doesn't necessarily like, mainly people of immigrants. darker complexion <laughs> and immigrants. One person turns up, they knock him down, and little Isadel or Iadel, or however you say her name, they said, maybe I should have just looked it up, Finds the body, and he's like, "Help, help!" And she drops a fucking rock on his head. <laughs> she just drops it. Yep, drops it. She like Lord of the Flies him. Yeah. Ah, so yeah, you're like, like, "Okay, wow, okay, you're okay. really turned." You she, have. She's already on. She's on the bus. <laughs> and the only other really character mentioned worth talking about, I suppose, is uh, Brenda. She was the 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 bigger, older lady of mm-hmm. the ones who come across originally of like hit women yeah, um, yeah. the assassins of them who basically is like yep this is what you do I love the scenes where because basically they kill someone and they put their head in a concrete they put in head in a bucket fill it with concrete and then drop them in this lake I loved it it was so dexterish where yeah. the body would just yeah. float down yeah, it's, 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 it's I, was, I was sort of hoping that it would pan out and there was just going to be like hundreds, hundreds of bodies in yeah. this scene <laughs> like by the end of it there's what three or four four, four people yeah. in there in this same sort of fashion but that was just a good Funny, like what they were doing was dark, it was evil, yeah. but that gave it just this little yeah, the, twist the of way, comedy the, to the it. The head was evidently so because of the bucket of cement, and the body's still flopping around. Yeah. There's these little human flags Flag, of yeah. seaweed beneath just, the waves. Those scenes were, were really, really good. Visually, very like creepy, and it just yeah. looked very visually because interesting. It, it, interesting. It, yeah, visually interesting. And it's, it was, if you look close up, because I, I had a, a Blu ray one uh, edition of it. A couple of things where it was painted is like oh, okay, that's it's a miniature, but either way, it looked fantastic, and I like the fact that it looked like meat. Yeah, so it's those those moments that when they take a body and make it just meat, it's mm. just a big pile of meat. Like yep. oh, that's visceral. Oh dear. Yep. Any other characters you want to mention? 
Oh, pretty sums them up, really. That's pretty much it. Uh, I would like the house as a character. The house was nice. Because that is a baller house. It was very the, nice. It is, you know, the classic sort of Scandinavian architecture. Very clean, very cubic, and oh. Matt's got a hard on. I got yeah, a hard Scandinavian hard. architecture. I do. The it's... table is leaning this way. Right now. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Looks in tone. I mean, the way it was shot was, I don't know, pretty standard looking. I mean, it, like, they had the interesting shots with the body. They looked very... Mm-hmm. I saw them in the trailer and I was like, that's that's a pretty stunning visual. So some of those are really good. The scene, I suppose, the actual, the general scene to start off with is basically just set in a very generic Dutch farm, isn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah. As far as looks go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The house is probably the nicest aspect of it and yeah. Stein <laughs> and the, in the bath. Um, yeah. Spoilers there. Uh, tone. I, I thought it was well varied in the sense that it was a bit of a light-hearted movie to start off with that then turned into a, a very killer dark comedy and, mm-hmm. and got fairly sinister i thought it was it was good in that aspect in the way it, it for me it felt made me feel like generally just uneasy when yep. gordon was on the screen and you couldn't quite put your finger on why until you until everything clicked you're like this guy just yeah there's just something about yeah. him and mm. that ends up being you know the best part of the film, I suppose. Mm-hmm. He seemed socially awkward. He did seem like an escaped mental patient. Yeah. Um, he seemed very out of this world, which obviously comes mm-hmm. along at the end, and you're like, okay, definitely sort of not normal. It takes a very dark turn when Borgman and his acquaintances start drugging children and the babysitter and then performing an operation on, when, on them to make them more compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives them a scar on them that both Borgman and all of his associates have as well Um, this is why originally I was like leaning down to think of like oh it's some sort of medical experiment and they're now going and carrying it out on people and for what end I I didn't know Um, in that sense though it led you down a lot of dead ends um, which I found a little bit frustrating I was speaking to uh, to Maddie about this last week it's like it gave you something at the end and you went okay but it also left so much open for me I was I was fairly frustrated at it okay I, I was more okay with allowing that through because it, it's this movie feels like an adult fairy tale. Like it feels like a, a Brothers Grimm fairy tale-esque thing where it's everything doesn't really need explaining. Like I feel like it's... it's. I don't think everything needs explaining. Okay. But I feel they opened so many doors they needed to explain some things. Yeah. The, the surgery, okay, sure. You could see that it was somehow making them compliant but a little explanation or a little yeah. conversation between the, the evil people yeah, as man. to maybe why or what they're putting into it or show yeah. you uh, Matt had a good suggestion last week maybe all they need to do is just show it and it was a parasite or something they were putting into them so you could go cool I can they're see something's it. bad and they're putting it but not just uh, you see something then all of a sudden there's a scar on the like, oh. yeah I just assumed it was like a perpetuation of their group like yeah. they were doing it purely which to move on to the next the, area the quote which, at the start of the film when they came from heaven to increase their numbers, numbers. yeah so I didn't really feel like I needed like a device or an insect or anything. It was purely just. I yeah. I'm going to I personally, I did. I needed. I needed some sort okay. of a. You've done this. You've. You've. Why do it then? Yeah. Like for, for, why mark them, brand them? Why are you performing an operation on them? But you're not really anyway. That's just it, me. anyway. Uh, looks in tone for me. Yeah, it's. Uh, a visually stunning area of. Where it is, you know, country. The house is a wonderful house. It's all angular and lovely. Uh, just a second, I'm closing a window. I can cut this out later. But I didn't. As Mike said, it's a pretty straightforward you know, shot film. It's not going to do anything 
uh, too crazy. It's not a sci-fi. There's not huge sets. It's just this very nice house, affluent area with his family. Shot well. There's, there was no shots that took you out of it. Everything felt in place. It, very clean. Very clean and, and very lean. So in terms of shots, it was... It was Good. Tone-wise, I did like the fact I came in completely blind. I didn't even read the blurb. Uh, I knew it was a thriller because Mike picked it. So I knew it was going to go wrong. So I was, I was wondering I was wondering when he was going to get stabby. Uh, and then he started to manipulate the family and all that kind of thing. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. And then when things started to get weird, I was very surprised and also very happy. Because uh, it, it turned out to be my sort of film. Overall. Yeah, I liked it. I mean... Uh... Uh, there were things like I don't think we've actually gone over it, but we talk, keep talking about these uh, where he ma- manipulates um, Maria's Marina's dreams. Yeah, we didn't really cover the scenes where that happens, where it just kind of cuts into the bedroom uh, and he's just sitting on top of her stark naked, mm-hmm. uh, and then he just kind of staring at her and then jumps off and runs away and then she wakes up in a st- sweaty, startled mess. It's a slap and her husband. Slap her husband. Like you don't really know. I think it's because, like, for one, it goes into the dream and the husband just punches her in the face. And then she wakes up and then she's yeah. really pissed off at him. Like, why did you punch me? Why did yeah. you punch me? What are you doing? And, and, and the first time it happens, we don't, we don't even see Borgman slash Camille. No. Uh, yes. She, yeah, she just true. wakes up and starts slapping the husband. like, I can't believe you, you're slashing I my think, paintings. I think, I think, I think yeah. you'll find in that scene, you don't see him at the way it's shot. But if you watch it, you see a shadow. Yeah. You yeah, see yeah. a shadow mm-hmm. move. And then in the room, and then she wakes up. Yep, yep, yep. yep. In terms of going into what he is and what he doesn't, we'll go in, in spoilers. spoilers? Yeah, cool. So overall, oh yeah, overall, I thought it was good. I mean, it was up until it sort of clicked to me that this was more of a fairy tale thing, and it was a bit more supernatural shit playing into it. I was a lot more forgiving of things that kind of ticked me off at the start. Um, so overall, by the time I got to the end of it, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. Borgman's a dick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just it's a lot of really good. Massive, massive, massive dick. Massive dick. Yeah. Like bigger than the dicks and symbol, <laughs> maybe the big dick at the, the end of symbol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Overall, a good film. I was, like I said, I did find it a little bit frustrating. I felt it left a little bit on the table. Um, its ending was also very loose. It sort of lets you make your own mind up, which I can stand to a degree. But as I've said, it left too many doors open not to then give you a resolution at the end for me. Um, that's why I'm not so much of a fan of it. I find that a little bit lazy um, mm-hmm. with the details. It's like the writer and director was like they sort of knew how what they sort of wanted to say, but they couldn't quite get the plot points that yeah. they were throwing out to get an end result. It just doesn't deliver that for me. It left me basically researching the film online to get a better understanding of okay. what I'd watched. I like I had a I knew what I thought. <clears throat> was happening yep. and I was in some turn basically right yep. but I still found myself going I'm going to have to look online to get some sort of a closure for myself fair enough and for me if I have to do that yep. it's not a great film yep for me yeah there was a lot of questions uh, overall I enjoyed it uh, even even with the ending and everything I liked the fact that it had a lot of questions left open I understand why people might get frustrated with that so it's definitely something I agree that certain audiences wouldn't enjoy there's a part of me that thinks potentially uh, some of our questions are there because of a cultural reason. If we were more familiar with their local mythos and 
and all their local fairy tales, we might have just been able to click, click, on, yeah. click into certain things or certain... Well, it's like not, if you, not, not if you just... made a movie about the Min Min Light, which is yeah. an Aboriginal sort of thing, yeah. you know, yeah. people overseas be like, what the fuck? Yeah, this could be like an old wife's tale. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, it, it could be, uh, there is a component of that of, uh, because of what he and his friends are, uh, but also just in the nature of there's certain tropes, mm. so they, they might be able to sit there and just immediately jump onto certain things and gain an understanding because they understand the tropes which we're not familiar with. But overall, I, I actually enjoyed it from beginning to end. There's a few parts where I was a bit questioning, but I think that's okay in a movie if you're sitting there going, well, what's happening? And then it starts to get weird and you're like, mm. oh, nice. But, would you recommend it, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I would. Watch it. Why not? It's pretty good. Cool. I'd say, yeah, it's not too bad, but if you don't watch it, you're not missing much. Right here. Myself, personally. Uh, for me, yeah, I'd, I'd say give it a watch. Uh, in that mystical magical note, we're going to jump headlong into spoiler territory now. Go watch the film, come back, and you'll be able to listen to us talk about spoilers. Incoming spoiler. Uh, and we're back. Spoiler town. Any, so, any particular scene? Do we want to start off with earlier scenes? Let's just start straight in there as Camille slash Anton's a motherfucking demon. Yeah. 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 Just a demon, evil spirit. No. Yeah. Uh, the creature that he is is most likely an Alp. An Alp. Okay. Yeah. Did you so, research this or was this... No, some, I, some I've, read, I've read a bunch of... Because I'm a fantasy idiot. Yep. I've read a whole bunch of sort of things. I knew... There's also a famous painting of these sorts of things. They're a dream demon. Right. So they will basically sit on your chest and influence your dreams. It was, uh, they believe, fun fact, uh, it was an early uh, way for the sort of Germanic and uh, Scandinavian areas to explain sleep paralysis and sleep apnea and that kind of thing. Right. So it's, it's this sleep demon that will sit on your chest and you, it has a whole bunch of caveats, like mm. as you would expect from... Uh, demons and, and little legends that sort of thing it's supposed to always be wearing a funny hat it's a shape shape shifter as well you can also offer it to come back tomorrow for a glass of milk or something like that and it'll come back tomorrow they can only uh, leave your house through the door that they entered and you're supposed to do all these other things to try and prevent them but yes that's what he is he's an alp I believe he's an alp I've only ever read the word ALP. And that's what he that's and his what? friends are. And it, it's, at, at the start of the film, it's also, uh, there's a biblical verse there where it says, and they descended from heaven to increase their numbers. He and his friends walking around have that same scar and they end up giving the scar. Well, they start off underground as well, which gives you the hellish which, which, is why, which is why at the start, um, when it started to get weird, I thought they were just traditional vampires. Because yeah. a, a lot of vampires will often just sleep under the dirt. Like, the, it's not always meant to be in coffins. And also the whole manipulation and mm. having to be Being invited, invited in. in. Yep. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking vampires. But What was your alternate uh, title for this one, Maddie? Uh, oh, Let the Right Hobo In. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so it turns out they're demons. And there's a whole bunch of little things sprinkled through. Like Camille was one of the demons, uh, one of the angels that guarded the uh, Garden of Eden. And that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's also revealed where he, he makes a couple of comments like he likes obviously he likes to influence people, but he says a few times he I like to have fun and I like to play games, which mm. is a very you know, demonic sort of thing that they like to do. They like to think about themselves, yeah. have fun, mm. play games, play games, especially play games with, with people. people with yeah, exactly minds. right. Obviously, he has the ability to control minds. He corrupts their minds. He kills them in cold blood if he deems it necessary, um, which is obviously mm -hmm. not the nicest sort of person in the world. Other than that, so we're agreeing that he's a demon. The rest of his friends are yep. 
demons? Yes, yeah, of the same ilk. Yeah. Are they? Uh, I, I would... Pascal definitely is a demon. Yeah. But we've seen him make others, other people compliant. Well, I, I think in this case, it's less of the traditional demon that we're used to, more of just a, uh evil creature. Yeah. And much like vampirism, it can be spread. Yeah, okay. So I think at the early stages, like you sit there and you get someone manipulating, you get them into the custody hand, you want people who are, who are young, virile, or whatever. You manipulate them to the point where they accept it and they want it, and then you do the whatever back surgery it is to put the... So cause obviously we see Pascal manipulate um, yeah. Stein, wasn't yeah. it? Um, you, see, you see him do that yeah. to her. Um, but he's the only one other than Borgman you actually mm. see manipulate someone yeah. into something. The, other, the others are there, uh, and by all means they come across as yeah. they're not just like the children are, yeah. but they don't, you don't actually see them. Well, as well, you do kind of see uh, the older lady do a little bit when she's, she plays multiple characters to the family. family yeah like she'll she'll play like the, the, doctor. the doctor it's like oh i'm your replacement doctor oh no they're just exhausted let them sleep mm. uh i also think it's a case of they didn't they just didn't have an opportunity in the film to, to have them that. I, but if if they had crammed that in i think it would just been too weighty i felt that maybe um the one i couldn't pronounce the younger of them the younger girl yeah. maybe what was she was like the children yeah. she'd been brought in yeah, I, I think she's an apprentice. Like she's, yeah. she was probably previous generation. Yeah. So she isn't up to the age of Borgman and that sort of stuff, where they can just look at people and get into their heads, heads. and that kind yeah. of thing. But I think it's a, a it's an apprenticeship kind of deal. <laughs> like she's apprentice, I, I can, apprentice hit woman. Yeah, yeah, I can put a bullet in a dude's face. I can put their head in a bucket of cement. I haven't got the super duper powers yet. Yeah. But eventually, you're I a meat dragger. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she drags meat. And uh, until at such a point that maybe no. They, Make her a regional manager. Or something. <laughs> Give her a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, do we want to go into how it's not not ends, but how it sort of starts to develop towards the end? Do we want to just sure. leave that for people to go and well, they've watched it by this point for listening? Yeah, they're well, we're in the spoiler section. So, uh, so he can he seduces Marina. Um, she says, "I want Richard dead." From after all the dreams that he he basically mm. made her go through, they decide to poison him. They mm. get everyone involved in that they put on a nice big show give him some wine he dies their main way of killing people or one of the main ways that shows they kill people is to poison them and it's you know they get the children they put shit in them blah 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 and then she's like i want to be with you and he's like no no not yet and all this kind of stuff and then they're going to go on the bed and have sex and then he poisons her and she dies and then they hide them under the pond they've been spending all this time digging up cover it seed the earth and then they fuck off yeah yeah. And that's how it ends. And they walk off into the forest. Their numbers grown. And it was all very uh, for me. Anyway, yeah. well, the thing is, I think that's the like. It doesn't need any more of an ending than that because there's no real more purpose to them being there than that. That's mm. that's essentially it. If you want wrapped up into some sort of neat little bow, I don't think that was the entire point. The entire point is they they come, I don't they, need that part. They, they come, they fuck bow. shit up, and then they leave with yeah. more than what they started. Which I I agree with. Like the the whole reason of why they didn't take Marino. <laughs> with them was because she was weak enough to be directly yep. manipulated yep. and I think there's also like an age cut off for the ride they're like you've probably had too many years as a human we need these mm. younger people who will grow into the roles well she was fairly well manipulated so yeah thus end us the podcast thus end us the podcast next, next week, week. Uh, I chose 
Uh, one, this, this is a weird pick because it's actually pretty well known within the circles. Uh, Suspiria from 1977. <laughs>